From the wildwoods of Vancouver Island, welcome to the SodaPod. Isha Jomi here alongside the state of Hoppy. And thank you for joining us wherever and whenever you are listening on this episode 240 of the SodaPod. Right off the bat, you know, what's up, Hoppy? How's it going? How's your weekend? Blah, blah. We'll get into all that because I pretty much your entire answer is going to be in the Hoppy Hour talking about Hockey Day in Minnesota. I, first of all, have to just quickly talk about this crazy weekend that was UFC 270 to the biggest heavyweights. Monster. Hang on, hang on, fuck, fuck off, Isha. Hang on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We are giving you a real <laughs> five minute clock and UFC go. Uh, to the biggest heavyweights, the two biggest monsters as far as humans go in the world, Francis Ngannou and Cyril Gann, former training partners representing Fran- uh, I was say France, <laughs> France, <laughs> respectively. Uh, they had a tremendous bout this weekend, um, you know, despite Cyril Gann displaying some unbelievable striking for a heavyweight. So Francis Ngannou gets the win. Five rounds, doesn't even knock him out on a torn MCL and two damaged ACLs. And the guy out wrestled Cyril Gon. So credit to him. You know, I just want to say that off the bat. But for any, you know, MMA fans listening to this, like all of my picks, all my fucking picks lost. Like I, I, I wanted Cyril Gon and I bet on Cyril Gon to win. Um, I, uh, <laughs> I wanted Brandon Moreno so bad to win. I, I will argue, you know, I'll die on the sword to say that actually the judges got that one wrong. I, I firmly believe he won that third round and that he should have won that fight, but they're going to run it back for the fucking fourth time. The first time in UFC history, they're going to have four fights, a series of four, because obviously the first uh, match was a draw, which never happens in this day and age. And then um, the, uh, what was it? The, it wasn't the co-main, but the one right before um, uh, Filio, I think was his name. The, the guy who came in last minute, there was a parlay for the three, uh, underdogs and he was included in that. And two of the under two of the other underdogs won and he lost. So after having the f- a dominant first two rounds, uh, so it was great as far as a display of martial arts last night. Uh, I'll say that, you know, on Saturday, I was very much entertained. The pay-per-view was worth it, but I went in being a little too biased, you know, really wanting my guys to win and obviously my parlay to work out and just nothing, nothing happened there. The one shining spot on the early prelim, the first fight of the night, Jasmine, uh, and her last name is, is crazy. So I'm sorry, Jasmine. Jasmine, uh, Jesu Devias, a Canadian out of, uh, out of Quebec and their fight teams there. I believe she dominated Invictus and, you know, absolutely torched the Canadian regional scene. She had her first, uh, her first, well, her debut in the UFC and first dominant three round uh, win. She, She's super technical, but can get into brawls. And she stuck to the technical side of it and was able to, to absolutely dominate. And yeah, an, an unbelievable interview after with Joe Rogan too. So the shining spot being that the Canadian won, I got to say, I, I was happy with that. But for the most part, I was pretty gutted. You know, at the end of the night, 10 p.m., I was like, damn, well, I, I almost needed to go smoke a cigarette. That's I needed to just like chill the fuck out and be like, okay, process, you know, this great day of fights, a display of martial arts, but also gutted that my picks lost. But anyways. With two minutes to spare, that's it. UFC 270. How was your weekend, Hoppy? Well, it just got a hell of a lot better. Wow. <laughs> I can't wait because when I visit Minnesota, two days after my birthday, uh, I think it's UFC 275. 
275 or 276. And it, I, one of my favorite fighters of all time, who's finally getting his fucking title shot after eight wins in a row in the UFC. Leon Edwards is fighting and I'm buying us to pay-per-view, my friend. You're a fucking snake. You said you were done. Sorry. How was your weekend? <laughs> that always uh, happens every fucking time. <laughs> uh, weekend was cold. Weekend was very cold. Uh, was not expecting snowfall for Hockey Day Minnesota, but it was it was a scene, man. It was a really cool setting, especially with the snow coming down. Um, my <laughs> coworker that I went to the game with was just losing it at the people that were shoveling throughout <laughs> the game. Like literally every five minutes, like we had like bets on when they were going to go out there. And it was That's just funny. Like they, every time they cleaned off the surface, it was just sheets of snow wow. between the guys chopping it up and the snow that was coming down. It was ridiculous, but awesome, awesome event that was put on by the entire city of Mankato. It's still kind of bullshit that their high school teams didn't get to partake in the televised edition on Saturday, but. We'll get over it, I guess. It sucks because, Leo, at, at the end of the day, it should be about the event, not about the viewers and not displaying them. You 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 think on the surface that you know the broadcaster's like, well, you know, how many how many people are actually going to watch that compared to some of these other ones, you know? And it just sucks that at the end of the day, the broadcasters have to maybe pull the trigger on the final decisions. I mean, like the argument made is like, oh, they want it to be a better game, which I I get that like Mankato East and Mankato West aren't like elite programs, but that game was five one. So was the game that was actually played on TV between you Prior Lake and Greenway or uh, East Grand Forks. Sorry. But like, I will say their jerseys were immaculate. They were beautiful, both for that high school game and the college game. Although I will say, although St. Thomas did kind of get their ass handed to them, <laughs> they won the Jersey battle. Their jerseys were beautiful. I love I love when people bust out the Matt Gray. It's just great. Dude, yeah. And were you a fan of the Winnipeg's uh reverse retro with the gray as well? I was like the only person that liked Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, because that that's... a little a little darker gray than I prefer. The the St. Thomas ones were a lot lighter, but yeah, no, I liked the Winnipeg reverse retro for sure. They were probably in my top five. I actually have to either in the, the YouTube chat or we'll have to you know bring him over when we start streaming our our shows as well coming up but there's a guy who every single THPN YouTube channel stream he's there hoppy his name is Danell uh Weaver if I'm not mistaken um and he is the jersey guy like he will jump uh -huh. on the stream and be like is that or he was I think he was on ours the one we did too and he he'll come on and be like is that a Reebok or Adidas cuz if it's Fanatics he'll just rip you to shreds and anyways <laughs> as far as history and just being critical of jerseys, he's the guy. So I'm curious to get his take on, on some of these college jerseys too. Cause even though he's a big, like new New York hockey fan, like he's a fan of all the New York teams. He also like deep dives into college and stuff too. But anyways, I was just thinking of Danell because he always, you know, deep dives into jerseys and we haven't talked too much about the college ones yet. So we'll have to maybe highlight that to him when he joins our live streams. Fair enough. Which uh, again, plug a uh, quick plug for our YouTube channel. Uh, you can check us out there at the Soda Pod. We're gonna be live streaming episodes again, uh, the, the week after the Super Bowl. So what? The Super Bowl is the the thirteenth. So the week after that, every Sunday, uh, two Pacific, four Central time. I, I say Pacific for the only ten people in Shane who uh, who listen out here to the Soda Pod, who uh, admittedly don't care about Minnesota Wild hockey. They just like the state 
of hoppy uh big shout out to uh seventh ave pizza i mean i don't know if they were the official pizza of hockey day minnesota but surely it seemed like it with how much love they were getting and everyone tagging them and showing off their pizzas on the grills and barbecues uh outside in the snow is truly magnificent try the meat sauce pizza because it whales follow them at seventh avenue pizza on all social media to stay current on where you can grab yours so go get you some seventh ave Yep, and then we have our friends at Northland Vodka. You know Mark Parrish was out at the liquor stores in Mankato for Hockey Day, signing bottles like he always does. Um, also had a, a recent video interview drop on YouTube with Spitting Chicklets. I was just going to um, say, the axe-throwing yeah. man himself. Axe-throwing, got to go check that out. And uh, if you haven't already, make sure you stop by our YouTube page that Isha already laid out as well for the Mark Parrish interview. I honestly, Isha, I think that's the best interview we've had. <laughs> oh, it, it was so much fun. Uh, there was, you know, hockey talk. There was college hockey talk. You know, we talked about life, his, his trials, his, his, the things he's overcome. And we ended it all being friends. He called us our friends. So I was like, Oh my God, I was just like, I was swooning by the end of it. It was, it was amazing. <laughs> so, so go check it out everybody. And again, more and more content's coming out on our YouTube channel. I know it kind of flatlined for a bit there, but Hey, we're always evolving here at the soda pod. And with our live stream show coming up, uh, you know, two hours every Sunday, as well as our, you know, we're going to go through the vault and start you know, uploading all of our old beer interviews and all of our, a brewery interviews that is and all of our new ones moving forward as well as brewery travels and a ton of original content yeah they're, well. they're all beer interviews <laughs> yeah they're all beer interviews oh man all right uh speaking of beer let's get into the hoppy hour here on episode 240 of the soda pod first i'd like to propose a toast to umd goaltender alex stalock to stalock to stalock I love that stuff. Been drinking it for years. You know, I, I heard they recently decided to add more hops to it. You're all hopped out? Uh, I got the last one here, Hoppy. And the last one on Vancouver Island is I've called around. I've called around and no one is bringing back for a very long time the Lost Coast Breweries Peanut Butter Chocolate Milk Stout. It's the last one. Um, Canada Post didn't like bottles or else I was going to... I was actually saving this one for Hoppy, but... The bottles didn't fly. We'll just say that. Uh, so I'm drinking this one here uh, tonight. The last one on Vancouver Island. And Kyle, actually, my buddy's Kyle's here. And this is an excuse to test uh, this camera out here. Oh, shit. That, there you go. <laughs> Kyle, you, you can attest to it, man. Your mic's on, actually. But this beer, when we tried them, it, like, what do, you, what do you think is better? This one or, or the Nutty Uncle? Because I know we, we tried them both that That night. was a close call, honestly, between the two of them. They were both pretty tasty. I think, uh, I think the Nutty Uncle had a little bit less of a peanut butter flavor than that one, if I, if I remember correctly. But, uh, but both were excellent beers. I would definitely recommend them and drink them again. Yeah, this one's definitely it, – it's darker, it's thicker, and it's richer um in all the flavors it's, it's a little bit sweeter because you can actually taste the chalk a lot more and you can really taste the peanut butter mm -hmm. uh whereas yeah the nutty uncle it's it's lighter in color and it's just a little bit more it, it, it's easier to drink I guess. yes definitely i i gotta ask though Isha, you said that they aren't like a fan of shipping bottles do they know that you're shipping cans like they don't care about cans apparently they don't care about you shipping liquor canada post huh Interesting. Okay. Canada yeah, Post, down, down here, I have to lie. Like when I sent you your package, I told them I was sending you a fantasy football trophy. Well, I <laughs> I didn't say I was sending liquor. I said I was sending soft beverages. So how do they know if there's a bottle in there or not? They're not opening it. It was too heavy. They knew. All right. 
They said, are you sending uh, bottles? And I said, perhaps. They said, you should just stick to cans. <laughs> okay, well, you're an idiot. <laughs> so, anyways, thanks, Kyle. Perhaps. Perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Honey Sticks. <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, what do you have on tap there, uh, Poppy? Yeah, I've actually you gave me a sneak preview, here. and I'm fucking pumped to hear about it. Two beers here. Uh, first one is from our friends at Dangerous oh, Man, Man Brewing. Amazing. Um, now, this one you'll notice is not a blue label, which Isha so <laughs> aggressively pointed out when I showed it to him. Like, <laughs> oh, I didn't know they had different colors. Well, that's because I usually only have the peanut butter. But well, that's the only one give, sitting on my desk, too, is the, the blue one. Had to give a try to the Ooh. triple double hazy IPA. And Isha, I actually think you would love this beer. This is like an okay beer for me. Cause you know me, I'm I'm like, give me the closest thing to orange juice, give me like just the tropical storm. And this one oh, wow. is while while it's got a good base and flavor, and I still like it, a lot more on that piney and bitter side. Okay. Which I yeah, which I dig. So mm, I uh... but to be honest, I don't I don't think I've had a beer like that from Dangerous Man, so it's nice that they're changing it up a little bit. Usually they're either more on that tropical side or they're big on their milkshake. Oh, there we go. I've even got the, the glass for it. Milkshake IPA. Oh, cool. But uh oh. nice. But uh the other one I have that I'll be cracking here in a second. I think I've had it on here before, Isha. I've at least talked about it. It's the flashpoint. It's uh a vanilla cream ale. Waconia. We're going from Waconia. We're going way back. Our, our first brewery guests here on. Well, the that's that's what's funny. So our our boy Jeremy, who has uh, been trying to get me to go out there for a while, he's actually a newer listener. Um, just the last month or two here, he was okay. saying. But uh, it's funny because like he's worked at Waconia for a while. He like spaced on it and forgot that we had actually been or had his guys on the pod, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom and Tanner and you know they were RIP awesome. Tom like I'm I'm sad that he's not currently brewing there but we still need to swing him back into being on an episode with us even if we you know if he's not there in official capacity um but at herdsman 11 uh known as better dead than red uh shot at Wisconsin cuz fuck them um, but Jeremy uh, actually has a really cool thing going that they're trying to do more and more now live watch parties for wild games. They had one this past Friday and I went out there and checked it out. A lot of people in there getting excited, not only for the wild game, but the two people sitting next to me at the bar had like different games up on their computers. They were streaming. It was like oh, that's awesome. Michigan, Minnesota for college hockey. Uh, I think there was one other college game that people had streaming too, but if you show up in a wild jersey to Aconia Brewing during one of these watch parties, which, by the way, people, this Friday against the Rangers, they're hosting another one. Um, if you have a Let's jersey go. on, first beer is free. Every wow. beer you get, whether it's that free one or the additional ones that you're absolutely going to purchase, you actually get your name put in a drawing. Every time the Wild score a goal, they draw for a beer, and you, again, get a free beer if it's drawn. But if you actually guess the goal score correctly you get like a four pack or something sent home with you, which like he never even asked me. Like every time he's like, yeah, I'm just writing Addison for you. I'm like, damn right. You are. And he scored. We'll get into that more later. Um, but uh, the other one, Isha, that you'll be excited about when I was there watching, we took their uh, chocolate peanut butter porter and mixed it half and half with their, uh, their raspberry blonde. 
Oh, and it basically made peanut butter and jelly, and it was incredible. Wow, mine and, and Jeremy's blown. even working on a package where they send out a four pack that's got two of the chocolate peanut butter and two of the raspberry. Oh shit! Make your own whatever, but um, yeah, I'll, I'll bust out the flashpoint here in a minute. But it's basically a cream soda beer, so that's interesting, just delightful. Okay. And proceeds actually go to the local fire department too. So oh well, then that's all the better. Yeah, that's, that's 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 why they got the fire on there, of course. Game changer. No, that's yeah. amazing. So. Love love the I, I loved how that was like our or mine. It was introduction into starting to interview a lot of breweries and people in that world. And it was such a good interview. Like I think going into it, we all thought, okay, maybe this will be like, you know, 15, 20 minutes. And like at the hour mark, I'm like, hey, Hoppy, we still have hockey talk. Like, we gotta cut this off. And <laughs> it was just it was it was unbelievable. So that that's that's really cool to see. Uh see the Waconia brand again and excited to reconnect with them. For sure. Um, all right. Talked a lot of beer. Talked some MMA. Let's get into some Minnesota wild talk here on the other side. You're listening to the Soda Pod episode 240 presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Four teams remain in the NFL playoffs, and that means only four teams left for you to bet on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Counting down to the Super Bowl 56, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any team. Just bet $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. Not a new customer? You can experience the conference championship the same game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want at your convenience. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Just bet $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code THPN for 50 to <laughs> for 56 to 1 odds at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania, and New York customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right. As we get into some Minnesota wild talk here, I fucking told you, Hoppy. I fucking told all you wild fans that we would sleep sweep the Blackhawks sleep sleep <laughs> sweep the Blackhawks and uh I was sweating yesterday I'm not gonna lie Kakinen looked unbelievable but the defense did him no favors Jordy Ben I usually defend my Vancouver Island brother but that was atrocious <laughs> from him that game just not helping out Kakinen at all but anyways Hoppy uh, let's start with the let, let's start with the first game here. It, it was a pretty dominant effort from Minnesota. Yeah, I, mean, I want to hit on though your point there with Jordy Ben. Like, what are the Wild supposed to do? They don't have any other options to play at defense. I mean, I, I, fair. I'm not. I'm not saying that the Wild. You know, I was fucking kidding. You're an asshole. Okay. Oh, Kayla, Kayla, Kayla Addison got benched. <laughs> I saw you. What's wrong going, with you? You're going off on Twitter about that. That. Oh, I'm so mad at you right now. Go ahead and say whatever you want about the Friday game. Well, you're so serious, okay? And I was just in the flow of things. I was like, okay, we're just taking this. <laughs> no, not... um, hey, they pulled it out, though. Because remember, your your tweet was uh, Minnesota Wild. Like, what's the common denominator as far as winning games? And then you posted the big Kale Addison picture. And they ended up winning the game without I said him, that so. in the post, so. Okay, okay. A 5-1 um, win is a hell of a lot different than 4-3 in overtime. 
Yes, yes, that is true. Especially when Jordy Ben is laying like uh, he was. I'm singling him out because he literally left Kalkinen out to dry like on multiple occasions, like three or four big times where he just like, and he and like he was on his man. Like I, I'm sorry, I know Jonathan Taves is a great is a great hockey player still, but he, like he, he he did he didn't even like try to defend him at all. It seemed like. Like John James was like pushing him as he was skating to the front of the net and forcing Cochran to make a great save. It was just, it was, like I said, from a Vancouver Island perspective here, and he's representing BC and, and VI. I was embarrassed. I was absolutely embarrassed to watch Jordy Ben play that game. Yeah, he's um, moving on. Kakinen, though, on Dude, ironically enough, bad. one one of uh, Jordy Ben's slip ups there made a Hasek style save late in the first uh, period. Um, what was that? I think <laughs> your your grammar is hilarious for me. In the, oh yeah, in the outline. So what, if what if did I write in the outline? <laughs> you wrote Hashik like save, but you put the hyphen between like and save instead of Hashik oh. and like. <laughs> A Hashik like save. Hashik like save. Uh, that was truly <laughs> unbelievable. I loved how uh, the play by play was like you don't see scorpion like moves like that anymore. And I was like, scorpion like. Scorpion hyphen like, by the way. Um, oh, baby. We got animals now. We got lizard, we got moose, and we got scorpion. Oh, do we start is do we do we start lobbing for that? Is Cockin in the scorpion? You gotta get the clip of it. If we have the clip of them saying it was scorpion like, then we Z, can get that rolling. Get on it. <laughs> yeah, we just need I'll the audio it. for it. I'll find it. I'll find it. I still have NHL network actually. Um God during I have the world junior. <laughs> got NHL network during the world juniors hopefully or hoping to watch more of them and then they <laughs> fucking cancel it but anyways credit to Kalkin in that second game there um Kirill Kaprizov honestly didn't have a great game throughout that the first half of the second matchup against the Chicago Blackhawks but boy did he come back strong late in that game just just overall though Hartman and Greenway looked outstanding in the series both of them making Seth Jones look like an Ontario Junior B defenseman, respectively, on multiple occasions. Um, I mean, some more takeaways from, from both of the games is Boldy's here to stay. I know that's evident. We said that last time. But it's like, stamp it, solidified. He's not going anywhere because him and Fiala look very, very good together. And it doesn't seem like it was just like, you know, a fluke, like a, like a, th a three-game run. It looks like they really yeah. do have chemistry. They're continuing to build chemistry, and they were terrifying. And, it, and it's it's awesome that now three Minnesota Wild lines are terrifying for the opponents. And then you go to the fourth line, and it's still hard to play against. So yeah. I, I'm really liking what I'm seeing. So on my way back from the Waconia Brewing Watch Party on Friday, turned on K-Fan to listen to good friend of the soda pod jesse pierce killing it on k fans fan yep. line filling in for pat micheletti and the amount of times people repeated the same questions were literally on repeat matt dumba stay or go and kevin fiala stay or go and it, it was interesting to hear some of the back and forth and the different perspectives from both jesse and molesky but they did at one point kind of both indicate that they think the wild are a contender and Oof. i want to know from them do you actually think the wild can be a contender without adding another center because that's my big gripe here is i think most of the roster of healthy like we have the makings of someone that can make a long run maybe but i i just haven't seen a team without center depth really go on a run so 
Hey, Jesse Molesky, I want to know, can they do it with the roster as currently constructed or does a center need to be acquired? And you gave a great answer to that question on, on the last episode, if I'm not mistaken, um, saying that they're, they're probably going to keep Matt Dumba until the summer because they still need help on defense. I mean, it's evident when, when, when they get a blow of injuries, you know, I three guys, which really sucks, of course. And that's like, you usually don't see your, your t- three of your top guys are, you know, your top four are gone, but, right. but, but I digress anyways. Um, I just don't think they can afford to lose him right now. And you, you, the one who convinced me of that last week and, and the listeners yeah. as well. And, 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 it's, and it's not just afford though. Like, I don't think they need to, because this year, the way that the roster is constructed and the way that cap is set up, getting rid of him isn't going to really help you all that much, depending on what you're trying to do, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, that's what I'm getting to. Whereas, like, sure, Fiala, they could part with him at the end of this year and they get nothing for him. But if they get a good offer for him, especially if someone dangles a center, it's not going to hurt the team to make that move. If anything, it's going to set them up for the future. Anyways, we addressed that well, last week. Go, and, go... and do need to clarify, though, like, he's not going to walk. He can't walk for nothing. He's a restricted free agent, but obviously you get to the end of the year and people find out that you're not re-signing him. You're getting different value. Yeah, the, the, the value sure. the value drops. Like yeah, you, it, it you're trading an unsigned quick. RFA and you're not getting full value, okay? Like. But yeah, it's... Again, as much as I love Kevin Fiala, because he is probably the most fun player to watch on this team behind, well, rest in peace, Rem Pitlick and Kalen Addison, but... Like, I love Kevin Fiala, and I've been screaming this whole time. Like, he's gone. They can't afford to re-sign him. Doesn't make sense to re-sign him. Let's get a center. He's making a damn good case for needing to be kept. And again, if we get rid of Dumba this summer, he could realistically be re-signed. We just need to decide, do we really think that Ryan Hartman is who we're seeing right now? Because if the answer is no... We need to figure something out at center because we've got two lines of really good wings that aren't going to have a center with the exception of hopefully Rossi bursting out into the scene next season. Yeah. Um, and, and my answer to the question that, that you posed uh, there to, to Jesse and I mean, and everyone here, cause we want to hear your feedback on the soda pot as well for anyone listening. My answer is, is, is no, I, I don't think that they're a contender without a center, but, and you know, someone's got to say this, so I'll say it. Maybe the wild make some history and are the outlier with the way that Billy Guerin has built this team compared to how we've seen every national hockey league build their team. It could just be, and I'm, and I'm, I know that's a stretch. Trust me. I know that's a stretch, but maybe this team built on depth on the wing. Realistically, yeah. maybe that confuses other NHL teams and somehow makes a run. It could yeah. happen. It's not out of the realm of possibility, but again, what, how we've seen the blueprint work, you need a center. Just like in like the NFL, you need that quarterback, right? You could have an unbelievable defense in the NFL, and it could get you to the dance. But does it get you that Super Bowl trophy um, without that quarterback? Usually, I'd say nine times at nine point eight times out of ten, no. And I question I think I'm going to throw up here for this week's poll question. Now that we're actually trying to bring that back. Oh. I really want to know what people think at this point about the goaltending situation in the sense that once Talbot's back now, how often should Cockenden play? Like we're looking at, you know, 20 to 30%, 30 to 40%, 40 to 50%, or technically being the 1A. 
right? Yeah. Like that that's kind of the range of outcomes there. Uh, what do you personally think the right answer is there? Um, sorry, I got dis- distracted. Someone needed a... <laughs> I didn't know you were going to pose the question to me. Short answer. Quickly again, pose it to me. How often should Capo Kakinen start moving forward once Talbot's healthy? I think he should honestly take... They should either split it or maybe give him a little bit, little bit more to keep Talbot ready. Keep Talbot fresh, but keep him ready for playoffs where you really maybe want to ride him longer and harder than than uh, Kakunin. All right. Because now he's proving he can do it, and it's like we Talbot's proved that in consecutive games he can really take he, he can take the load, right? He he can perform. But just in case, and let's keep him as fresh as possible, like like how fresh he was coming out of the gate the start of the season. He looked way better than Kakin. And in respect yeah. to Kakin, we didn't see much of him coming out of the gate this season. But Talbot's proved that when healthy, when fresh, he can go on a run. Let's make sure that, that that's available for playoffs. So 50% to maybe even like 55% of the games moving forward, give him to Kakinen because I feel like it's it's more of a risk to lose Talbot for playoffs than it is Kakinen. Yeah. By the way, I'm going to out Shane because he listens to our podcast. He's the one texting me right now asking if he's coming to hang out and he's asking me if we're going to eat and asking all the plans. I'm like, Shane, Doesn't I told you you have to actually answer him. Right I told now. him I'm literally recording right now. Shane, I told you to stop texting me. That's what I told him. Anyways, um, <laughs> moving, uh, moving right along here. So the Minnesota Wild, we, I mean, Hoppy and I on last episode both projected that they probably would lose the game against the Avs. Well, they come out of that with a point, which is awesome Four easy points against the Blackhawks. And I imagine another uh, easy win against the Montreal Canadiens. At that point, you're playing with house money going into New or uh, playing the New York Rangers. Obviously you want to play to win, but as far as like this, this chunk of games here that, that we talked about hoppy, I mean, if they can even squeeze one point out of the Rangers, the, 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 the wild have played outstanding coming off their, their long break here. I mean, Yes, but it's it's just going to be a real big challenge when we look at now how we get schedule fucked, in a sense. Like, they're basically playing every other day, starting in February, going through the end of the year, more how many, or less. What, what was the games per, like, uh, and day, like, ratio? Something crazy. And then there's a few other teams who actually yeah. tweeted it to highlight it, too. Um, yeah, it, it, it's something nuts, though. You said, like, a game pretty much every every second day, something like that. It's yeah, it's pretty ridiculous, but I, I don't know. You still like what you're seeing now. And the blessing in disguise is we're missing all of these games when we have players hurt. Like we only lost Eck for a handful of games because of the way that these games yeah. got rescheduled. No, that's and true. Brodeen and Spurgeon. Like that's a big deal. And I, it's hard to complain about injuries because a lot of teams are dealing with them. I mean, everyone's heard me talk about the Penguins, right? Like it is something where like there's a lot of teams that are dealing with big time injuries and they're rising to the occasion. I think the wild are in that mix for teams that have overachieved based on who they have healthy, but we're going to really see what they can do in crunch time and how they manage the roster and everyone's playing time when you're literally playing every other day. Cause that's not, that's not how it's supposed to go. No. Yeah, for sure. Um, but like longer the shorter though, I'm I'm impressed. Uh, I thought that I mean uh, I was more confident. I think just a little bit more confident last week than Hoppy going into this. Um, oh yeah, for sure. 
So I'm I'm very glad to see you know them just squeezing that win out against the Blackhawks to seal that series. And again, personally, like as a fan, I, I'm not going to be upset if they drop it to the Rangers. They they've played an excellent string of games here and they played hard. Um, but if they do sneak out some points against the Rangers, wh- whether it's a win or even even one point there, I mean, they're they're making some noise as far as their place this season in the National Hockey League and, and going forward into the playoffs. Now, I know there's still a lot of season left, and Hoppy and I just highlighted that the schedule is going to be grueling. But, man, like, hockey fans, like, even friends of mine personally, people I work with with the Hockey Podcast Network, who never even mention the Wild once other than, oh, hey, should I listen to the Soda Pod? They're talking about the team now. They're texting me about the team. Like, they are on the fucking map this season. And it's not just Kirill. Yes, he's helped the superstar, right? But they're talking about Zuccarello. They're, they're even talking about the impact of Brodeen and Spurgeon on the team. And, of course, Capo Kakinen with his Hossack-like saves. Um, so it's, it's, it's Scorpion. pretty incredible. The Scorpion, man. Yeah, we're, that's, that's happening. That's happening. Um, but anyways, said this before, and I'll say it again. Last, last note on Minnesota Wild. Uh, Shout is like the greatest goal song in the nhl right now bar bar none i mean i i think it's a good goal song but in a game where they score too many it is a song that kind of gets annoying dude but that's the beauty of it because what do you think the other team are thinking fuck this song man i don't care what they're thinking i care what i'm thinking no but that's anyways we we can but agree what if the players don't like it i don't know no the players like it you you gotta imagine okay, players like it okay they, they, you gotta admit when you score a goal and that song's playing oh man what like What's it going to take? I'm I'm waiting now for the moment that <laughs> that 10K gets enough influence that they get the Celine Dion played oh. for the goal song. I will I'll fucking cry. They don't even have to do it right away, but as soon as it goes up on the screen that they're showing the replay, they drop the Celine Dion. Look, that's just what I'm wait- waiting for. This I know it's doing. coming. I know this, it's coming. This is what they're, they're waiting they're waiting for the Wild to either win the Western Conference or the Stanley Cup, and that's when they drop it. You know, when when Gary hands the cup over to the captain, you know, to Spurgeon, or when that uh, trophy's brought out and they're all not touching it, getting the picture, that song comes on. What? Well, bam! That's and then 10K. You know, Jack and Jake just come like knees on, like sliding on the ice. You know, that's that's what they're waiting for. That's what the ESPN talks about it to no length. The Wild getting extra boost in popularity going into the finals. That's 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 what I'm projecting. Can, can you imagine a playoff cup snake? Oh, well, it's happening, isn't it? I'm sure they get that. It's I'm a lot sure harder it's... to get degenerates like myself in the building to drink all of those beers for a playoff game when there's no way. Dude, I got my ticket to that game for like 30 bucks. There's no way that they can pull that off for a playoff game. How much is a playoff game ticket in comparison? Uh, it's, it's really expensive. <laughs> well, sh- give me a note. It's probably nothing compared to what the Canucks It's not going to be under game. 100 bucks for the worst seed. Oh, then that's for a wild playoff bad. game? That's still not too bad. Okay, but for again, I mean for for an NHL to, to playoff drop, game, right? But to drop where, that where and then drop all is, that money on beer, no, I'm but that's not like, saying that you can cup, get in for a hundred bucks, Isha. I'm saying no, like I know it's above that. <laughs> I know what I'm saying, and I, I'm saying even if you're like, and I, look, I'm I'm not I'm not I'm a middle class citizen here. I'm I'm not in the upper echelon here. But if you're if you're going to an NHL playoff game, especially at home, and you know there's drinking involved in the cup snake, I'm at least budgeting like five hundred and fifty bucks, right? For the ticket and the beers. You can do a little damage with that. I mean, 
Sure. I, I mean, that's a Canucks. That's that's how you get into a Canucks game at the top you know, level in during playoffs. Five hundred bucks plus. So I mean, if if a wild one's like two fifty, then you spend the other three hundred on beer. Fuck, man, you're laughing. Three hundred does go pretty far, even for how ridiculously priced those beers are. Right, right. So there you go. Um, it's I just experience. don't think you're gonna get the same level of degenerates there when it costs that much. Well, That's you know what? Uh, if if it happens, I'll. I'll, I'll help out, you know, for the, the if, if I can't make you'll, it, there, you'll get half of one person's ticket. Yeah, okay. I'll get, I'll get Way half of one person's ticket. You know, I'll do, <laughs> I'll do my part. All right. Dibs being that one person. <laughs> oh man. All right. Is that it? Wild talk. Some <laughs> NHL stuff? Uh, we, we do have to comment here because it's pretty interesting. <laughs> Is there anyone better in the league right now with the goalie pulled? <laughs> like what, oh, man. what? What is the percentage for the wild right now for success? And what is like the league average? I just need to know those numbers. That's a, that's a very good question. And I hope one of the listeners, I hope Sean, Sean uh, Cosgrove, I know you're listening. Get, we need that stat. We're, we're, we're sending out the bat signal. We need that stat. Oh yeah. Sean's got us for sure. You clip that too. And in tag Sean, we'll hundred percent get the stat. We'll get it in a comment. So there you go. Sean's going to hear it. <laughs> um, That, that is a good point, And I think I think Alan Vigneault did it quite a bit with the Vancouver Canucks in their heyday. And I mean Patrick Waugh, he did it quite a bit. Although he did it just early and that was kind of his well, real statement. early. That that was his shtick for sure. Yeah, like, like five how, six how early minutes. how early can I fucking pull this goal? You know what? No, he did it <laughs> ten minutes. He did it with ten minutes left one time. I, I shit you not. And I was thinking I'm not what the challenging f- you. What the fuck is this guy doing? Did they win that game? No. <laughs> but still. It worked sometimes. It worked in it worked for a small period of time where it actually influenced other teams to do it for like a year until they were like, all right, this is fucking stupid. <laughs> like we have to stop. Uh I, I think Patrick was an awful coach, but that's just me. Anyways. Okay then. Jesus. Yeah, I mean Tell the ramparts really too. Do. What a joke. What a joke. I mean the QMJHL overall is kind Be of. Be careful, joke. this kid might assault you. What? This kid assault someone? There's no way you don't know about this. What? No, I, I don't. Fuck I, off. I don't think I do. What happened? This is like... This is old Years news. old. Years old. In a hockey game, there was like a, a line brawl, and Waz's son literally goes down ice and assaults the other goalie when the other goalie doesn't fight back. Dude, and I then, didn't know that. And then two people come down and like try and fight him to defend their goalie, and he beats Jeez. the fuck out of them too. Dude, what beats if, the wheels off all of them. What How have you not seen of- that? Dude, I don't know. What? I feel like I should know that because I, oh, I, I man, am I not a Patrick Oh, man, I need to find this right now to throw up on the stream. Give me one I am not a Patrick here. Waugh fan, and like, I already think he's a scumbag, uh, and his kid's are equally a scumbag. I don't care what but... you think about him as a person. Patrick Waugh is probably the best goalie we've ever seen. Fine. That has nothing to do with how I feel. Like, I still I can't stand him. I, okay. I, don't, I don't respect him. I don't respect his son either. God damn. Could you imagine? The Quebec Nordiques come back, and it's Patrick Waugh's team. I'd puke. Anyways, hang um, on, I got it here. Quebec right, Ramparts, here we go. Belle 
Et Roussel, maintenant, se bat également. Rio a engagé le combat avec Tam. Et Maxime Lacroix contre Antoine Roussel. Mm. I mean, leave it to there Patrick. Is. Wa- yeah, leave it to Patrick Waz, you know, team to fight in the queue. His offspring. Put on his offspring, yeah. The other goalie wants nothing to do with it. <laughs> oh, here we go! Here we go! Holy fuck! Not, like not, not enough refs to keep it in order. No. He's the cue. The refs like just came out of the league, probably. <laughs> oh yeah, there it is. There it is. What a piece of shit. Oh, what a dick. Oh my god. Yep. What a just like his old man. What a piece of shit. Oh, oh the rest taking down that guy. Wow. Dude, what a dick, man. Yeah, I've never seen this. That's crazy. I'm so disappointed in you. What a piece of shit. I just like I hate the queue, so I just don't watch it. Oh, he's still the- wow. Yeah, I feel bad for the refs in this one. Like, what the fuck are you supposed to do? <laughs> what? My dad told me to do this. Wow. <laughs> the one thing I will say about the key, because I understand French, or I speak French, I fucking love the commentary. It's just so funny. It's funny hearing hockey slang in French. Like, yeah, I can see that. Shows is like it's 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 stuff, but you would say it. You wouldn't say it as like talking about equipment unless you were a fucking hockey commentator. True. You t- uh, keep how have you never seen that? How I don't know. That's crazy. Thank you for sharing that with me. Oh, I have maybe this no is gonna idea. be another one of the the Staylock super fans where I thought like more people knew about it, and apparently no one knew about it. It's the Q. That's the thing because we don't expect that shit from the Q, and they probably try to cover it up over there because you know, unlike the dub, which is like this is hockey, they're like, oh, we got too many fines. <laughs> we want the Sidney Crosby's coming to this league. That's insane, though. I mean, leave it to Patrick was fucking team and his offspring to do that. That's. That's crazy. That's crazy. Um, in regards to NHL stuff, as we'll pivot to that, Hoppy, is there anything you want to? T- <laughs> is there anything you want to touch on before I get into uh, just some some more shitty news um, here in regards to actually more coming out on Reed Boucher? But is there anything else NHL wise that you want to talk about before we get into this? I mean, if we're gonna be positive for a second, yeah, it's really nice that now I don't know if it's that people acknowledge and understand that the penguins are a wagon or if it's that there's just no draft pick implications anymore that are tied to the wild and the penguins. But I'm so glad that like people are less hateful towards them. It's, it's nice. And everyone needs to be ready because if they go into the playoffs healthy, they are a top four team in the East to make it to the Stanley cup. Like that's a fact. Yeah. They uh they looked good without the stars. Now that the stars are back, the veteran stars. I mean, some of these young guns might might even play more minutes, and that's even more scary. 
if you oh, if your team playing the the penguins and you're like these young guns are dominating right now yeah. and you know and the and then the, the carters the malkins the crosbys they're the ones playing you know 15 minutes instead of 20 maybe maybe 18 and they're and they're on the you know quote-unquote second and third line they're the ones getting the easier matchups like are you shitting me that's terrifying that's terrifying yeah um as we flip the page here more shit coming out on this player we highlighted uh last week reed boucher in addition to the criminal charges um that that he's facing right now for or that that he's been officially charged with for sexual misconduct involving a minor uh two women actually came out a few days ago in an athletic article that i saw um, saying that the former NHL player attempt to solicit photos of them via social media when they were teenagers. One of the girls, uh, now 22 years old, she's a Canadian woman, told The Athletic, it's just behavior that doesn't really go away. Um, she was 15 when Boucher contacted her. The other girl, now 25, said Boucher sent her Facebook messages asking her to send him inappropriate photos and said that she felt embarrassed, disgusted, and shocked following her interactions with him. And she was 17 at the time. So more shit is coming out on this player now that you know he's publicly you know face charges in regards to his last crime there and it just goes to show that this guy there's there's a there, there's a trail of you know of shitty con uh conduct uh displayed by Reboucher. my you know question you know needless to say is we is where's is where's usa's hockey's comment on this now sure when those with those allegations with those allegations uh with the timing wise he was in the national hockey league at that time but when he faced those criminal charges i mean he was under you know usa hockey um i haven't seen anything in regards to usa hockey making a statement or even commenting on this yet i'm curious and i'm hoping to hear something uh come coming from them soon yeah, and I think what people don't get with a lot of these, like everyone gets mad regardless of what happens and says like, oh, where's like, where's the apology? Like, where's the real statement? It's like, you understand like legally how that could fuck an organization, right? Like they're just doing what they have to initially. Now, if they never come back around and make the appropriate statement, skewer them. I get it. Yeah. But like everyone's always so shocked, like, Oh, come on. Where's the real apology? Like the real apology is being hidden behind the lawyers right now, because if you apologize, that's a problem. Yeah. I'm like I said, I, I don't like forced statements either. Cause then you just critique those and it just could just paint you in a worse light. I'm just very curious and I'm, I'm, I'm wanting to see how they comment on this. Holy shit. Isha, the Rams are beating the piss out of Tampa at halftime. Tampa's now behind by a touchdown and they're in relative scoring position with a little over a minute left in the game. Tom motherfucking Brady. Brady, Let's see what happens here. I, man, I want the Rams to win because like short of Mahomes probably breaking my heart in the game later tonight, sadly, like I'd be happy with all four of the teams left winning the Super Bowl. Like I wouldn't have a problem with the Rams. I wouldn't have a problem with, the Niners, I wouldn't have a problem with the Bengals, which Joe Burrow, like straight up Boss. Randy Marsh wheelbarrow with his balls out. Like, oh, I, I like him. I love Matthew Stafford. I've I've always felt bad for him in Detroit. And I just I like watching him play. And dude, if Josh Allen can find a way to get over the demons, beat the Chiefs, 
I'm going to be in such a happy place going into the next week of games because every outcome is okay for me. There you go. There Burrow, Burrow against Allen. Give it to me. Come on. The uh, the LSU former former quarterback for LSU, correct? Louisiana. Burrow, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah Fucking yeah. stud. Um, last few hockey things I just want to touch on, and I mean, I, I won't drag this out. I know it's it's a Vancouver Canucks story, but it it was crazy that the Vancouver Canucks are so depleted right now due to COVID nineteen. They're missing uh, J T. Miller, Bo Horvat, Connor Garland, so three out of their top six. They don't have Demko or Yaroslav Halak. They may actually need to call up a BCIHL goalie from Simon fucking Fraser University this week to fill in a backup role. Um, And they were able to squeeze out a point against the Florida Panthers. And it was a crazy chess match of a game. Like, credit to Boost Brujo. It wasn't a sloppy hockey game, Hoppy. The Vancouver Canucks just played two-way simple hockey and yes got a lucky goal in a power play that went off of uh, Alex Chasson's ass but Spencer fucking Martin in net first time in net in the National Hockey League in five years his fifth game of all time and his last game he got absolutely peppered in the dark days of the Colorado Avalanche scored 30 seconds into the game by uh by Marion Gabrick with the LA Kings and I yeah five goals against that game comes back stands on his fucking head for Vancouver unfortunately loses in a shootout so just wanted to say credit to that to that veteran goaltender an AHL goaltender came in and I said it going into the game that he's just playing with house money he doesn't give a fuck about if this team makes the playoffs or not down the road he's just here to prove himself and have fun and he he did so he did so it was it was truly outstanding to watch. Uh, last thing on the Canucks, rumors that they are taking many, many calls right now on JT Miller and that there are two to three serious deals on the table. Please, I please, have please, to imagine please, one please, of those is please, the Minnesota Wild. Please, 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 please. Everyone knows our opinions there, but since you talked about Canucks against the Florida Panthers, what the fuck are these rumors about the Chikrin price? Holy fuck. Did you hear about uh, a first or three first round picks? One this no. year and two and two next year were what I heard were being offered to, uh, today. Mm, oh, what I heard was Spencer Knight, top pro, uh, uh, what's uh, Anton Lundell and two firsts. Dude, Lundell's sick. There's, that's the asking price. They if said Florida's no. even thinking of, no, no, Florida is like the one that was being asked for that. Dude, that's fucked. If Florida accepts that, like... Dude, that's fucked. Like, organization needs to be sent to Quebec. <laughs> Sorry. A hundred percent. Like, that, that's a problem. I don't even do think that. one of those two players and, and the two first-round picks is, an, is 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 worth it. I feel uh, like the I two... Think, I think if you remove any one of those pieces, like, I could see it just because that... I don't think Chikrin's as good as no, he's not. Necessarily, and, but dude, he's Isha, not even even Isha, Corey Ritchie contract, said so. That contract is fucking it's incredible. Especially I don't think when he's getting you're moved. making a push. Huh? I don't think he's getting moved. Oh, he'll get moved. They'll I they'll end up they'll end up caving on their bet. asking price Fear if no one goes for it. Fear okay. bet. I don't yeah. think he's being moved. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I can't believe this is the first time you've initiated a beer bet. This is fun. yeah. I'm 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 I really like. He's still so young that why even for for prospects because you're going through another rebuild, let this like ride it out with this guy. Ride it out with this guy. By the time that they're ready to be competitive, he'll be the best hockey player that that he can. Yeah, and they'll actually have to pay for him at that point. 
who gives a fuck? They'll have money. They're good. Okay. I, I I don't think so. I, again, maybe maybe two years down the road when they're you know they can't get Austin Matthews, they're like, all right, fuck it, we really can't do anything. But I think for the interim that like, he's just he's still there. I need he's one. I need he's my, one of the pillars that they're Matthews building. Call to play out. It has to. Yeah, he's one of the pillars that they're building this team around. One hundred percent. Um, last story that I have. Uh, it's not NHL related. It's uh, it, it's hockey world related. Um. Uh, did you hear about uh, Jordan Subban, no, the younger brother of, of PK Subban? Um, his teammates and opponents come to his defense on and off the ice after another racist incident um, in the in the hockey world in an ECHL game. Jacob uh, Panetta, released actually today by the team and the league, was making uh, like gorilla and monkey movements and gestures to a Jordan Subban during a game. And Jordan Subban didn't take any of it. Rushed him, started to you know proceed to try to beat the shit out of him. And even fucking Jacob's own teammates, you know, wanted in on that action too and kind of just let it happen because they recognize that he's a piece of shit and that you don't do that in this day and age and in, and in this sport. You don't do that ever. So no, it's happy to see the support from the hockey world. And, you know, the, you know, that, that guy, Jacob's teammates, and, uh, the, you know, obviously Jordan's teammates as well. Um, I think that whoever, you know, made the statement for the Jacksonville Icemen, it, they're absolute donkeys, as Hoppy would say. Yeah. Uh, I saw that statement earlier today and it was an absolute joke. So credit for the players and, you know, the hockey world. Um, I mean, the good ones. And he's rallying around Jordan Subban and uh, that, right now for that incident. That should be the comeback moving forward whenever, like, someone's, like, making the, like, monkey gestures towards, you know, a black player. It's just turn around and be like, hee-haw, just like directly donkey him. Like, fuck you. Like, you're the dumbest person ever. I And, and you know dude, what the how, rest? How can you, dude, regardless of like, let's just isolate here. How can you actually be that upset in I a know. hockey game that like, that's where you go to? Like, how? Like, I, don't get me wrong. Like, I'll say mean things and I'll go at people. I would never do something like that, no matter how upset I am. I, I don't know how someone can get pushed to that level. And that's why when people say like, oh, he was seeing red, like he wasn't thinking like it doesn't matter in, in, in no situation. Would I yeah. be seeing red to that degree that like that's what would slip out? There's no way. No, like a lot so of F bomb, a lot of F bombs, a lot of donkeys. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll say inappropriate things. I'm just not going to target someone's like race, sexual orientation, like that kind of shit. Like, how, how do you go there? You're a piece of shit human. It's yeah, been guess. engraved, right? That's it's one of those things. It's that person seriously believes and has hate in their heart to be able to go to that as like a as a as a reaction, right? And that's what it comes down to. So I'm glad that they were cut, um, you know, from the league and from the team there. But again, the statement from Jacks, I'm not even gonna read it because it's just like no, for yeah. fuck's sake, man. That was but like again, again, like the, worse than the Rangers statements. That, the but, but that goes back to what I just said, Isha. They can't make a real statement yet because no, I know. Like they need to make sure that everything's like totally well, checked exactly. off by lawyers. But Isha, I'm then sorry, I was, I was making some interesting faces as you went through that whole thing, and it had nothing to do with the story. And I listened to all of it. Tampa tied it. Really? It's, it's a tie game with 35 oh seconds God. left, and I just don't know what I'm gonna do here. Wow. Oh, Stafford, 35 seconds. Prove it. This is your chance to prove that Detroit held you back. Come on, baby. <gasps> there all right, you go. You, you. You'll all know the outcome as you listen to this on Monday. And that's that's it for the show. That's all I got, Hoppy. So thanks to everyone tuning in on Google, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Folks, the best thing you do for us this week, any week, is give us five oh! on iTunes and Apple Podcasts. 
Tell me what happened. Uh, Stafford just made a really good throw. 28 seconds left. They're at the 45-yard line. Let's see what happens. Oh, shit. Go listen to our website, thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. If you're jonesing for more hockey content and on your apps, please download the episode before you listen, as it just helps our business. Don't forget to follow myself at VI Sports Talk. You can follow Hoppy at State of Hoppy. You can follow the Soda Pod at the Soda Pod and the Hockey Podcast Network at Hockey Pod Net. Reminder, after the Super Bowl, we'll start streaming every Sunday, 4 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Soda Pod YouTube channel. Two-hour live show. Very excited for that. So if you haven't subscribed yet, go subscribe. Check out the content we already have on there right now at the Soda Pod on YouTube. Signing off, I'm Isha Dromi alongside the state of Hoppy. This has been the Soda Pod presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. We good? You're smiling. You I don't know, good. man. Four seconds left. They just got it to the 12-yard line and spiked it. Here we fucking go. Don't fear. Just drink some beer and stay wild.